Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are reviewing the movies Barbie Perfect Christmas, Kermit's Swamp Years, the original Happy Feet, and the new animated film Puss in Boots. So to start off the show, we are going to be talking about the new film Puss in Boots with Gabriella Chu from New York. So how are you today, Gabriella? I'm good. What about you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the storyline of this new film? Well, the storyline of Puss in Boots is kind of complicated because um, it's about um, revenge and betrayal between two friends and their friendship dates way back when, when um, they were orphans and little children. So, but the main plot is how Puss in Boots, he's trying to look for the magic beans and he's been searching for them with his partner all his life his partner is Humpty Dumpty but then um Humpty Dumpty gets jealous of Puss and then they start to plan revenge against each other I see well it sounds like a very interesting storyline so I know that Shrek is everyone's favorite ogre but with the Shrek series coming to a close it must be really nice to have a new addition to that sort of carrying on the story with a new character So why don't you tell me your initial thoughts about this film? My initial thoughts about this film would be that it's exciting because I wanted to see it for so long because I really like the character Puss and it fulfilled my expectations. I'm really glad I saw this movie because I thought it was very um, thrilling. It definitely seems like a good family film and good for teens as well, which is nice to hear. So why don't you tell me about the cinematography and the animation in this film? Did it meet your expectations? Yeah, I thought the animation was excellent because it details even on subtleties and it makes like the characters seem so lifelike. Yeah, more realistic. I see. So why don't you tell me about the soundtrack? I know since it's definitely an adventure film, music is a very important aspect. Yeah, I thought the soundtrack um, portrayed the tone of the movie well because um, when they were when Puss was like on a fighting scene, they would play adventurous music in the background, and also um, I liked how the music had a lot of um, it really depicted the Spanish culture well because the movie is set in somewhere in Mexico so they played a lot of Spanish music. So did you have a favorite scene in this film? I didn't have a favorite scene but I did really like the scene where Puss is having a dance battle with Kitty Softpaws because (laughs) it really built up the suspense and it was really creative with like they had one move that was called the litter box I thought that was cute oh wow yeah that's really funny so did you have a favorite character in this film my favorite character is Puss because he's very adventurous and sly well he definitely seems like a character that most everyone would enjoy what do you think about the emotion of this film there definitely has to be some betrayal and some 
sadness and also some excitement. How do you think the emotion was captured? I think the emotion was captured well because it built up sadness in all of the right parts of the film. Like there was a flashback where Puss was getting very serious, but then um, like a few minutes later, the movie can quickly jump to an exciting scene. So I think it builds a lot of emotions through emotions throughout the film. Well, I think that's really awesome because, you know, there's definitely a very large aspect of comedical touch in all of these child animations and teen animations. But I also think it's great that they were able to successfully capture some of that seriousness and some of a deeper emotion. So what do you think about the age group of this film? I think anyone can enjoy the enthusiasm of the film, but I would recommend it to kids 10 and up because the plot of the movie is actually pretty intricate. I don't know if younger kids would fully understand how um, the characters try to um, betray each other or plan revenge against each other. I see. It may become a bit complex, and that's definitely something to watch out for in some of these movies that are better for all ages. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the movies Puss in Boots, Barbie Perfect Christmas, Happy Feet, and Kermit Swamp Years. So right now we're talking about Puss in Boots with Gabriella. She's telling me about the age group. So like you were saying, it sounds like basically everyone, even teens and adults, would enjoy this film, which is a nice thing to hear. But also, kids under 10 may become a bit confused by the intricate plot line. So, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of 1 to 5? I think I would give this movie four and a half stars because I think it's very exciting. I like the plot line. I it kept me um I was very intrigued by the story and I think it delivers a lot of nice messages and the animation was impressive. That's great that it captured your attention that way. And that's awesome that it had all those pluses and all those great things to it and not just one good thing and one bad thing. So what did you think about the overall production of the film? I thought it was wonderful because um, the animation really adds to the excitement and scene after scene pushes on an exciting escapade. Well, that's good. And I definitely think it's awesome with the animation because that's so important because I think it's really disappointing when you see trailers of a film and it looks amazing and then you go to see the movie or maybe you rent the movie and the storyline is great and the voice talent is great, but the animation doesn't always live up to your expectations. And that is absolutely phenomenal that this film lived up to the expectations. Yeah. So is there anything that you would change in this film? Um, no, I really like this film as it is. That's good. So did you relate to the story in any way? Um, yeah, well, I've had some friends that have betrayed me in my past, so I was able to relate to that, but it was nothing as serious as what happened to Puss. And if you could be any specific character in this film, no matter how important they are, how small they are, how big they are, which character do you think you would be? I would be... Um, Puss, because I really like how adventurous he is, and he's very brave, and he always sticks up for what he believes in, even though his best friend tries to persuade him to do something else. So I really admire his confidence, and I really admire how he's very slick and wise, because he can get himself out of the toughest of situations. So I really admire his character. Those are very good characteristics to have, and that's awesome that you would put yourself as him. Has anything that you've learned in this film helped you throughout your daily life? Like, I know you said you've had friends that have betrayed you. Did you learn anything in this film that might help you with that? Um, well, not specifically about that, but the movie gives a lot of messages pertaining to other subjects too. Like I remembered um, that one of the messages of the movie was that it's never too late to do the wrong thing. And I think that was an essential message of the movie because um, Humpty Dumpty, he was, he was feeling very guilty about what he did to Puss and he was he felt regret over um, the revenge he tried to plan against him, but Puss tried to tell him that 
it's never too late to do the right thing. Like he could have just tried to um, help the city get rid of the monster. Well, that's a great message to have out there that it's never too late to do the right thing. And that is very true. So why don't you tell me more about Antonio B, who is the voice talent behind Puss and the driving force of this movie? How did you think his performance was? I think his voiceover was excellent because his accent matches Puss's sly and adventurous character perfectly. Like his accent really underscores how Puss's character and really um, gives a spice to the movie. Well, that's great. Puss is definitely a very witty, funny character. And someone who is playing the voice of that definitely has to have those qualities and is able to capture those characteristics. If you could incorporate any other aspect of this film that you felt was left out, what would it be? Um, I don't think any anything was left out of the film. I think it created um, a great amount of excitement and the storyline isn't missing anything if anything it would um just be a little bit too difficult for maybe younger kids to understand i see well thank you so much for telling me all about this movie it sounds very exciting and i cannot wait to go see it it just came out in theaters it looks like it's time to take a break i'm raven devaney from kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the super cute film Barbie A Perfect Christmas back with Gabriella Chu in New York and Makai Colvin in Santa Fe. So how are you guys? I'm good. good. How are you? 
I'm great. Thanks for asking. And that's awesome to hear that you guys are doing good. Makai, why don't you tell me a little bit about the storyline of this Barbie film? Well, this is about Barbie. And maybe some of you haven't been introduced to some of her siblings. One's kind of a teenager. Barbie's kind of like the young adult. I guess their parents weren't there for some reason. It didn't really say in the story. But that's okay, because we're not focusing on them. (laughs) In the story... Barbie and her siblings, her kind of teenage sister, her little, little sister, she's probably like five, and then her kind of in-between sister, who's like 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. are going to visit their aunt, who came from Paris to another state, which they're going to visit. When they come from Paris, the plane gets canceled and Barbie has to try to drive her car through the snow. When she can't make it, it's kind of weird because there's a hotel in the middle of nowhere and Barbie comes to the hotel and it's like it's almost Santa Claus land. All these people are working around a huge Christmas tree, wrapping presents, and then, of course, a song comes in, because this is a musical, kind of like a modern one, because there's a lot of old musicals, like The Lion King, if, and um, so they start singing and helping wrapping the presents after they talk to them and they say they can stay. They get the nicest suite, and it's kind of weird, like I said again, because It's like Santa Claus land, like it's his sister, because all the people who are working are part of of one big family called the eels, I think, instead of elves. It sounds like elves, but it is eels, and her silly little sister thinks they are really elves. At Santa's workshop, this is a really good movie, too, and when they, and the girl who um, has the eels come and help every year or i'm just gonna say elves um they i think her name has to do something with santa claus it kind of goes something like that i kind of forgot but um and then all the eels they have little pointy ears that are like walkie talkies but they look like they're connected to their things like kind of like a halloween costume but they're not and they're like little walkie talkies telling them who's there who's that oh wow Well, it definitely sounds like a very, very whimsical storyline. And just a little side note, Barbie is actually Mattel and Universal, not Disney. So, Gabriella, why don't you tell me a little bit about your initial thoughts? I think it's definitely cool that we get to see two different age groups here with Gabriella and Mackay because the movie will definitely affect you differently. My initial thoughts on the movie was that it wouldn't really appeal to me since I'm a teenager, but... I actually liked the movie because um, I could actually relate to some of the older siblings, as Makai mentioned, like there were some teenage siblings like Skipper and Stacy. So um, like when when they were at the hotel, um, they had some problems with like their bands. So um, and they met some teenagers there that helped them put on a show for Christmas. So I thought that was cool. I see. Well, it definitely. I think that's cool that you were able to find something that you related to instead of just, you know, being bored with the surface story of younger kids. So, Makai, why don't you tell me about the cinematography in this and the animation of the Barbie story? I know we've talked about previous Barbie movies and how the animation is a bit plastic and pink, but that is to be expected. So did the animation live up to your expectations? It did, and since I've seen the other Barbie movie, it kind of was the same, but I saw a little bit more color and shine because um, like the snow glistened, and Barbie's face even looked more shiny than before. Mm-hmm. And about the age group, I agree with her because... Um, teenagers they seem to like more of the drama and all of that stuff (laughs) and the little kids the littler kids like oh with the drama if you look at twilight with the big fight and everything i guess that's why teenagers like it so much because they have the books to relate to and then they have all that drama in the fighting and everything but for kids um usually it's like a lot of happy 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 stuff to like teach them more in there and this movie wasn't really 
um, in my age group, but it was kind of. It depends on what kind of things you like. And, like, if you have an older sister, it might not be the most because your older sister might watch other stuff and you're used to doing it with her. But I think most kids would like this. And the animation also, because it was really shiny, it, it made me really happy. But my favorite drawing in this movie was the little girl's pink sparkly coat because it glistened and then she had matching boots. I liked that. Well, that definitely makes sense that it's very happy. And that is very well said about teenagers loving drama, being into drama. That definitely makes sense, me being a teenager. You're listening to The Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the movies Barbie, Perfect Christmas, Happy Feet, and Kermit Swamp Years. So right now, Mikai and Gabriella are telling me about Barbie's Perfect Christmas. And they're telling me, you know, it's more for younger girls and younger kids because teenagers are into drama and not sort of that whimsical, happy cartoon stuff. So, Gabriella, why don't you tell me, did you have a favorite scene or character in this film? Well, I liked the ending a lot because that was the final musical number and it really emphasized the spirit of Christmas and Barbie and her sisters were all singing. And um, the older sibling, she also got to put on her performance with her band band in the end end. because um, earlier in the movie, she was really... um, she was really fearful about not get not being able to see her favorite band perform in New York, but she actually met some of her fans there who also had a band. So then they collaborated and they were able to put on a really nice show. Oh, wow. That's really cool. So, Makai, I know you were telling me that it is a musical. What did you think about the soundtrack and the songs and the musical numbers? Well, I liked the songs in the musical numbers, except for sometimes it could be a little bit over-exaggerated. Like, a little bit too, like, over the top, like, I can do this even more. And I didn't think they need to do that so much. Um, I like the music a lot. Um, I think they could have put a little bit of a more modern twist in it. But I think it was okay, okay enough that they didn't have to change too much. Um... If you're wondering, my favorite part in the movie was when they were on the slide because um, her little sister, um, her little sister, is training the dog, and her even littler sister, that's five, um, wants to train the dogs too because she likes to copycat the other little sister, and she gets really mad at her for doing that. And then the five-year-old sister goes on the sled and rides off. And the little puppy pulls her all the way down all the hills. And they try to go and catch her. Oh, wow. Well, that sounds like a very fun and a little bit suspenseful scene, especially since they're trying to catch her. So, Gabriella, why don't you tell me about how many stars you would give, give this film? I would give this film maybe three to four stars out of five because I I like the messages the movie contains because they were very positive and inspiring but I didn't think the animation was um it was a little bit rigid and it's not um since today's technology has grown very much since the past I think maybe younger kids might find it a little bit maybe plasticky as you mentioned before Mm -hmm. yeah I've definitely seen that my cousin who's gosh how old is she like 10 she's very much into Barbie and I always watch all the Barbie films with her and I can definitely pick out the little details that It would have been so much better if they would have elaborated on that a bit more. But it is Barbie, so it is a bit plastic. So, Makai, why don't you tell me how many stars you would give this film? I would give this film, since I'm a little bit younger than Gabrielle, not three stars, but four and a half stars. Because I like the things in the film, and the music was okay, good. I think it could have added a little bit more. And they had a lot of really good scenes in there, and a lot of stuff people can relate to in real life, which I think is an uh, um, uh, improvement on Barbie, because sometimes 
Like, siblings aren't always nice to each other all the time, and they get in fights. And in some of the movies, they messed up on the, that. But in this one, I think they did really good on it. So I give it four, uh, three and a half stars. I see. Well, I'm very glad to hear that you liked it and that you were able to enjoy it and have fun with it and relate to it a little bit. So I think it's very fascinating that we got to have these two different, you know, opinions from different ages. And I think that's very exciting. Well, it looks like it's time to take a break. Thank you so much for telling me all about this film. Sounds very fun and very exciting. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the film Happy Feet, which is the original film, not the new film that's coming out. And we will be talking about that with Anthony Aranda from San Diego and Nyasia Bell in Atlanta. So how are you guys today? We are good. Great. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. So, Nyasia, why don't you tell me a little bit about the storyline of this film? This movie is pretty much about a young penguin named Mumble who is born with a different talent than all the other penguins. He is born to tap dance. All the other penguins don't accept him because he's different. But he loves who he is and says, I love myself no matter what, different or not different. Well, that's definitely a great theme to this movie. I love this movie so much. I think it's so unique and very touching about how even though he's a bit different and not, you know, the norm as everybody else, he's still his own person. And just because he's a little different doesn't mean he's bad or, you know, not wanted in any way. And I think that's a very good 
subject to be touching. And I have so something Anthony, to add on. So Anthony, why don't you tell me about how you liked this film? Well, I liked it a lot, but I have something to add on to hers. Is that why that why he's different? It's because when um, the mom went for the fishing season, the dad dropped the egg, and no. that's how it made that happen. Yes, I definitely remember that scene. And something to mention is that both of his parents were the best singers in the entire little tribe of penguins. And so they all expected their child to be such an amazing singer because his parents were the best singers. But they were all so shocked when he came out as an amazing dancer instead. So, Anthony, why don't you tell me about how you thought the cinematography was in this film and the animation. I thought it was really good. All the animation. And I think it was also cool, like, um, when they made that tracking device that went on Mumble. I especially liked that because it's, like, it was really animated and all the features on it. I thought it was really cool. Well, that's good. So, Nyasia, why don't you tell me how you liked this film and how you liked the cinematography? I especially liked the scenery because the mountains and the, the glaciers were very realistic. So, I would definitely say that this was a an awesome movie. Yeah, the imagery is definitely something that sticks with me to this day, even though I saw it such a long time ago. Well, not that long, but a long time for me. And I just remember how beautiful everything was, like you said, and the glaciers and the water and the way the reflections of the snow and everything off the water and the sky. I thought it was just so beautiful. And it definitely is an awesome film. So, Nyasia, do you have a favorite scene or character in this movie? Well, I would definitely say my favorite character is Mumble. Mm -hmm. Because he was very spontaneous. He didn't care if he was different. Because he said, I am who I am. And that's the penguin I am. Doesn't matter if I am different, I am still a penguin. And I will continue to be myself no matter what the other penguins say. That's absolutely an amazing message to get across, and he is such a free thinker, which I think is great. So, Anthony, did you have a favorite scene or character in this movie? I did have a favorite scene. Oh, my favorite scene is when Mambo finds out where the fish is, so he travels hundreds of miles to find where the fish is, and he finally finds where it went. I remember that scene. Now, can you tell me why you like that scene? Well, I liked it because it shows how much he cares about all the other penguins and how to find it. I see. I remember that scene was very fun, and it was a little bit intense because he was just swimming and swimming for such a long time. And even though all his friends and family laughed at him and called him crazy, he stuck true to himself, just like Nyasia said, and he followed his what he knew to be true, and he saved everyone, and he brought them back the fish. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the movies Happy Feet and Kermit Swamp Years. So right now we're talking about Happy Feet with Anthony Aranda in sunny San Diego and Nyasia Bell in Atlanta. And they're telling me about what their favorite scenes are and what their favorite character is. So, Nyasia, how do you think the emotion in this film was captured? It is such a touching film because he goes against all odds and he defies what everybody thinks of him, which is great. But it also is very comical. So how do you think that was captured? I'd say that the, the emotion was used a lot in the music. Mm-hmm. The emotion was shown by singing and dancing. There was always a happy tune to the music when the penguins were happy, sad music. I remember one part when Mumble was forced to leave Impa Island and his friends were singing a sad song about having to leave. So I really think the emotion has something to do with the music. Yeah, the music is always there. And I think the music in this film especially is absolutely beautiful and just so great and so wonderful because it's always there. And when it's a happy, light, whimsical 
feeling the music follows that and when it's more intense or dark or suspenseful the music follows that as well so I think it was absolutely beautiful and very well composed. So Anthony what do you think the age group for this film would be? I would say all ages because it shows it because there isn't really any things that I think anyone would be scared of and it just shows all kinds of emotion So I would say all ages. I see. So what do you think the age group for this film would be? It's a great movie overall, but there there is one scary scene with the leopard seal that I would probably recommend it to ages five and up. Oh, yes, I do remember that scene. And I think five and up is actually great because I saw this movie with my brother when he was about four, four and a half maybe, and he got so scared he actually had to leave the theater because it was just too intense for him. And it was even a little bit intense for me, so there is just that one bit of intenseness. But overall, I do think it's very enjoyable for kids, teens, and adults. So what do you think about the overall production, Niaja? I think that they did the cast did a very good job with creating this film. It's amazing. The whole movie just made me to get want to get up and start moving my feet to the music. That's definitely the effect it had on me as well. So let's get back into the age really quick. Anthony, I know you have some younger siblings. Did you watch this movie with them? And if you did, how did they like it? Well, I watched it with my baby sister, who is about three, and she actually loved it. Yeah. And now that I'm hearing it's probably five and up, I don't know why. Well, I do think that younger kids will love it. I mean, some of my younger cousins and my friends' younger siblings, they loved it too. I really just think it depends on the child and what they might find frightening. The only thing is that that one scene might become a bit frightening, but it is still a very enjoyable movie. Oh, yeah, because it just matters what they're scared of it doesn't matter what age it just matters what they're scared of yeah like maybe even some older kids like seven or eight might be find it a bit intense and too much to handle so it really is just up to the parent and up to the kid to decide you know what they think they can handle maybe even just fast forward that scene because you can definitely tell when it's coming so anthony what did you think about the overall production of the film the overall production i thought it was really great you get to see all about how um all about how penguins live and like um try to save the penguins don't take their fish too often and just help them out yeah i think that's actually great that you brought that up because it has two different themes one about being yourself and the other about you know saving the environment helping out animals that can't really defend against humans Well, it looks like it's time to take a break. Thank you, Anthony and Niaja, for telling me about this film. And I cannot wait to see the new Happy Feet, which comes out in theaters very soon. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. 
Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes, they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the HDNet classic family film, Kermit's Swamp Years, with Anthony Aranda and Mackay Colvin. So I already talked to you guys earlier in the show, and I'm glad to hear you're doing well. So Anthony, why don't you tell me about the storyline of this film? Well, the storyline is just about a frog named Kermit who goes on an adventure to save his froggy friends from being part of a science experiment. Kermit is always thinking of new ideas in order to escape from predators and to save his friends. Well, that sounds like a very exciting, fun film. So, Mikai, what did you think of this film, and how did you like it? Well, this film is a very fun film. And why it's fun? Because you get to see Kermit, what happened before Kermit was in The Muppets, which I know... I was wondering about, and a couple other people might see the movie title or hear this on a radio show and want to know more about it. So, um, I like the beginning a lot in this movie because Kermit, he's like walking back to his old town, and he's walking back to his old town, and then he starts telling a story. Story, And I liked it because Kermit was like kind of the narrator, and he added in kind of little parts. And I kind of like those kind of stories, and it's kind of like you know who's telling it, and like it's fun to see like him look back before the Muppets. One of my favorite characters in this movie was Kermit's friends, because they're just so funny. But I also like Kermit a lot. Oh, and I also like... The one I think I liked the most was the little puppy dog because um because she's so hyper and she just wants to help and she's like, oh, will you throw that sick? Will you throw that sick? And she wants to find your owners. And this movie accomplishes all their um, hopes to get there and even more things that they don't expect that come in hand. Well, I'm really glad that you liked it. And we all know Kermit. He's our favorite little green frog. And I think it's very interesting that you get to see his life before he goes into the Muppets. And that must be fascinating. So I want to get into the cinematography and the visuals. I have a question for you, Anthony. Is this movie um, puppets or is it animated or is it cartoon? What is it? Well, what I think it might just be like kind of puppets and then they animate it after. Because, mm-hmm. you know, um, like frogs can't talk. So they're yeah. probably puppets. Mm-hmm. And they just, during the movie movie they animated a little to make it look real i see well that's good that it's puppets i think that's my favorite form of the muppets and of kermit because i have seen some cartoon ones but i think it's cool that it was live action puppets so how what do you think the emotion in this film is i know anthony said that there were some challenges 
So, Makai, how do you think the emotion was captured? The emotion was captured pretty good. There wasn't a lot of emotion, seeing that it's Hermit the Frog, but there is a little bit more action than emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I said Hermit. I meant Kermit. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite action scenes is when um, Kermit's friends, when the other one falls in the bus, Kermit's with his other friend. And his other friend, he lost his jump because he got ran over by a truck. Oh, no. He had this most amazing jump in the swamp. And at at one of the scenes when they need his jump the most, he finally gets that. And that's a really good action scene because he's, like, jumping into something new. Well, it sounds like a very touching scene and a very good scene. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the movies Kermit Swamp Years with Mikai Colvin and Anthony Aranda. So Mikai is telling me about the emotion in this film and that there's a bit more, you know, action than emotion, which does make sense because it is Kermit and, you know, he is from the Muppets and it's more surface, you know, happiness and not necessarily a deep-seated emotion. So, Anthony, what age group do you think you would put this film as? Well, I would would say two to ten. And why is that? Because this movie was really funny for a younger audience, but I don't think teenagers would like this too much. Mm -hmm. So, that's pretty much why, because, like, if if they were too old, they might like better action movies than this. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely see where you're coming from. And I know that, you know, some teenagers might not really resonate with Kermit, but I know for myself and a lot of my friends, we love Kermit. We love the Muppets, no matter how old we get. And I know my parents love the Muppets and my grandparents just love the Muppets. So I think Kermit being from there, I think most everyone would enjoy this film. So, Makai, what do you think the age group for this film should be? I think the age group for this film should be, well, I liked it a lot, and I'm 10. So, I think the age group for this film could go all the way from 3 to 10, because it's a very wide age group from the Muppets, for the Muppets, I meant. And for me, I've always loved the Muppets, and my dad loved the Muppets. So um, I don't think teenagers would probably like it too because they grew up with it, but not like their favorite movie. Not as good as Twilight as they would think. But um, (laughs) I think parents would like to see this movie with their child because they, I think, would have seen the Muppets when they were a kid. I absolutely agree with you that this would be a great family film for parents to watch with their children and be able to remember, you know, their favorite childhood stories and their favorite childhood puppets. And Kermit the Frog is awesome, and I think everyone loves him. So, Makai, how many stars do you think you would give this movie on a scale of one to five? On a scale of one to five, I would give this movie four and a half stars because in the beginning, well, maybe four and like a little bit less, like a corner of a star is not there because Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the movie, the very, very beginning before Hermit was walking to his old town, there was a bug and I didn't like the, I meant Kermit, I didn't like the animation they put on the bug, like It talked kind of weird, and the bug just had weird animation when everything was real, and then they put this weird animation in that did not make sense. I see, and I can understand why you would take a bit off, because, you know, the visuals in movies are one of the main aspects, along with the acting and the voice talent, but visuals is, you know, what you see, and it's what really touches you, what affects you the most. So, Anthony, how many stars do you think you would give this film? Well, I think I would also give it that amount because it, yeah, because, like, that bug and, um, but why I still liked it is because it, like, um, for some reason, they thought it would be funny if they made it the bug sing, and I thought that song was really entertaining. 
And I think that's great that even though there was a little bit of glitches with the animation and with the visuals, I think that's cool that you were able to still enjoy it and find some entertainment out of that. So, Mikai, if you could change anything in this film, what would it be? I think if I could change anything, it'd just be that bug. Otherwise, everything was pretty much clean. I see. That bug bugs you. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony, what did you think about the overall production? You know, everything combined. Well, I thought it was pretty good. Everything was, everything, um, like, all the, all the entertaining things, how Kermit gets, get, finds his friends. Uh, yeah, like I said, why I gave it only that amount of stars, because that bug uh, it just was kind of weird, and the animation, so... Mikai, did you relate to the story in any way? Uh, well, I related to the story in... I don't know, I related to the story in getting lost. Because Kermit wants to see what it's outside of the swamp, because he's hearing voices that are kind of like calling him outside of the swamp, which you'll find out what they are in the end. And so Kermit's trying to, like, wondering what the voices are, and he thinks he should go there. So he brings his friends with him, and then he gets lost all of a sudden and loses one of his friends. And um, I get lost and lose stuff a lot. Like, one time I lost something. Uh, no, my sister lost her iPod, and she thought I lost it, and then we found it. And... That's what Kermit does exactly in the story. And then in getting lost from your home, I've done that before, but not really with my home. Like I was with my parents in the grocery store. And then all the sudden you're in the wrong section and you don't know where you are. So that happened before. Oh, and one time I got lost in the airport and that was really scary because it was huge. Mm-hmm. Well, I think getting lost in places is something we all can relate to. You know, we've all gotten lost in the grocery store and not been able to find our way around. And I think, you know, it's something that we all need to learn and we all need to experience. And being able to deal with that kind of stuff is very important. Well, thank you, Makai, and thank you, Anthony, so much for telling me about this HGNet movie. It sounds fascinating, especially since I love Kermit, so I cannot wait to see that. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic by going to www.kidsfirst.org. And another thing to add is that the first two films that we reviewed, which is Barbie's Perfect Christmas and Happy Feet, the original, is some of the movies that you will be seeing to enter the film critic search campaign so just to key you in on that i'm raven Dubani signing out and you're listening to voice america kids thanks for listening to game on your hosts play again next wednesday at 1 p.m pacific time 4 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel now go enjoy a good game